Hi, welcome or welcome back to my podcast, Consistency of Life. It's your internet big sister, Kate, here, and today's episode is going to be all about productivity. So let's get into the episode. What is productivity? Okay, productivity is a measure of economic performance that compares to the amount of goods and services produced, which is the output, with the amount of inputs used to produce those goods and services. So in simple terms, productivity is the efficiency of production expressed within a certain time period. And for me, productivity is, that's the definition of it. And for me, what it really is, is a solid routine where I not only feel good, but I also can get everything I want to get done also in a way that I'm proud of. I have enough time to get everything done, show up for myself, my work, my responsibilities, my dog, everything that I need to do and have enough time within that day to not feel like I'm rushing myself every single second of the day where I can do my work to the best of my ability. And I think that that really comes down to, for one, motivation and two, discipline, which if you haven't listened to my discipline podcast episode, go listen to that now and then come back or listen to this one and then go listen to that one, whatever floats your boat. (laughs) But for me, I think one of the biggest things that helped me in creating a productive routine was realizing that I wouldn't always be motivated. And that was such a huge realization. I know for some that's, you know, common sense. <laughs> but for me, for some reason, I I always thought I, I was waiting. I was like, one day I'm going to be motivated. One day I'm going to have the energy to do everything I want to do and live how I want to live. And that mindset is so fucking toxic. Let me just tell you, because you start to literally hold yourself back because what? You don't have the energy that day? Bitch, energy is going to come and go. It's not always going to be consistent. And the, and I mean, to put it in to, here's an analogy. I mean, you're not always going to be hygienic. That's why showers are recommended daily. For you to show up for yourself and your responsibilities, you're going to have to create a habit that could be perceived as motivation. You want to be hygienic? Well, it's not just going to come to you. You're going to have to get up. You're going to have to shower. You're going to have to brush your teeth. You're going to have to wash your face, shave, you know, do the whole nine yards. You want to be motivated? The same fucking thing applies. It won't appear out of thin air. Motivation just doesn't come out of your ass. You have to discipline yourself and give yourself results to grow on and maintain a foundation on and to find out what is working for you and what's not working for you. You have to show up for yourself first because that was another thing I realized. I wasn't even showing up for myself, so there was nothing to be motivated for. I was just... 
I was just fucking, I was fucking lazy, plain, plain and simple. I just didn't want to do the work. And it really just comes down to disciplining yourself and looking at, at your distractions because distractions will get the best of you if you let them. And that was the big thing for me also when I would finally sit down and just be like, okay, I'm going to do this. I would get distracted so easily. But once I realized that I, once I gathered some tips and tricks, which I'll share with you in just a moment, but once I realized that, but also studying my routine, figuring out where my time was going, and then removing those distractions, that was the biggest, the biggest factor was removing distractions, which I know is, you know, commonly talked about, but I'm going to tell you how to remove those distractions because you master your life when you learn how to master your focus and where your attention goes. It's, and it's all about getting 1% better every single day. That's in James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, which I highly recommend. Um, but it's really all about removing your distractions and creating a routine that you can build a you can you can build a life on that you're not only proud of but will show the work that you're putting into it will that will give back to you cuz you can put a lot of time and attention and energy into watching a TV show that shit's not going to give back to you in any way. I'll just tell you now. <laughs> so, first, how to remove these distractions. So, one for me was, I just like, in general, I, I suffer from ADD. <laughs> and I do say suffer because, oh my gosh, it was, I think, one of the biggest challenges for me to come to grow beyond, I, I suppose I would say, or create a productive routine around. And one thing that really helped me, if you have a short attention span, which you can also, even if you don't have ADD, you can also create the symptoms of ADD through having a social media addiction and overstimulating yourself, which is incredibly dangerous and can have a way larger effect on your life than you may realize. So if you want to learn a little bit more about that, go listen to my social media episode. (laughs) Um, Anyways, but whether it's ADD or whether it's overstimulation, either one, you're usually going to have a shorter attention span than the average person. And so what really helped me was building up to a larger a longer period of focus. So what I would do is I would start out, I would work for 15 to 20 minutes and then I would take a five minute break and I would keep a timer going for this entire period. And I, and you have to stick to this. You can't just get up to take your break and then, you know, work for 15 to 20 minutes, take a break and then look and realize it's been 45 minutes. No. When your break timer hits that five minutes, you go back to work. 
that's you gotta you have to another part of it is disciplining yourself you really 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 gotta discipline yourself if you want to be productive uh and the second thing was locking my apps because main a main reason why I was getting distracted wasn't because you know I was going upstairs and I was doing the dishes which is another form of procrastination is you know when you know you need to do something and then you're like okay well I'm going to go on a walk instead or I'm going to go do my dishes that is productive distractions <laughs> which I know is kind of like an ironic way to put it but and that is the truth. Those those are not your main, those are not what's most important in the moment. So, but I realized that, you know, it was going on my phone. That was a huge distraction for me. So download apps that lock other apps that are distracting you. <laughs> I swear to God, one app that I recommend if you have an Apple phone is Opal. I'm sure that uh, Android has some really good ones as well, but Opal, I highly recommend if you have an Apple. uh, You can set the time that you want it to be locked during the day, and and then if you want to take a break, it's you can set it to where you have to wait a certain period to even get a break. I mean, it's actually really, really good, and it actually reminds me, okay, no, don't go on your phone. There's a reason that you locked these apps focus and it's just a good reminder when you go to click on the app and it's locked it's like okay I locked this for a reason and no I'm not gonna distract myself I'm not gonna fall down this rabbit hole I'm not gonna do that to myself not today not now and then another a trick that really helped me was grayscale putting my phone on grayscale and putting my phone on D&D Oh my God, because a big reason why that we're attracted to our phones is because they're stimulating. It's this huge, it's this surge of dopamine and oxytocin and serotonin, you know, all the, all the fun little drugs, natural little drugs that just, that, you know, all these bright colors and ever changing, like, like social media and your phone, like you have complete control of almost the whole world. You can see whatever you want to see at the click of a button. and while it's it's very very useful and beautiful in many ways it can become incredibly damaging and toxic and deconstructive rather than constructive if you're letting it control your life rather than controlling it so if it's getting to that point where you hear that voice in the back of your head that's telling you do your work get off the app and you're not listening to that voice in the back of your head, you need to start taking the necessary steps to block those distractions and listen to yourself. Because that's another thing. I guarantee you, a lot of people that are listening to this episode and don't feel productive, it's not that you're not productive. It's just that you're not listening to yourself. Because I guarantee you, all of you have that voice in the back of your head that's telling you, okay, I need to do this and you're not doing it. And that's just the thing. A lot like I don't want to wake up at 6 a.m. every day, but guess what? I do it because that's because I want the lifestyle that comes with waking up at 6 a.m. every single day. My and that's what leads me into my next point is your morning routine. Your morning routine is so important. And I know some of you are gonna hate me because it's such an annoying fact. 
and I would love to sleep in. I would love to sleep in until like 9 30, 11, even like 1 p.m. Oh my God. I remember, I remember the days we're sleeping in until 1 p.m. was an option. And, but now I see that as just a waste. I'm going to be completely honest, sleeping in until even 9 30. I mean, sometimes I need it and sometimes it's necessary, but daily, every single day, that is such a waste of productive useful hours that I could be putting towards building the life that I actually want for myself. And I, your morning routine, the first hour of every day sets the tone for the rest of your day. So waking up at 6 a.m. to 7.30. I don't wake up at 6 a.m. every single day. I will say that. So I'd be lying if I didn't, if I came on here and like, I wake up at 6 a.m. and then I, da, da, da. no, uh, sometimes I do. And then other times I wake up at 7.30. It really just depends. Uh, and I start off my day with waking up at, you know, between those hours, get up, I take my dog Malibu out and automatically just by doing those two things, getting out of bed, which is the hardest thing you could do, honestly. If you can wake up in the mornings, then you can do anything else throughout the day. If you got up and got out of bed, then you can do anything else. I promise you. Anything else that comes your way, you'll survive. So... That's just number one. But two, it starts off my day with a sense of accomplishment as well. It makes me feel like I've already done something. And I'm I'm already, you know, preparing myself for what has to come. I'm I'm prepping myself for the day. And I'm also taking care of myself by listening to myself. I'm I'm fulfilling my needs and my wants and my desires, even if that moment I don't want to wake up. I know that I'll be incredibly grateful for myself in 30 minutes when I'm fully awake. Be like, okay, I'm glad I got up and I'm glad I'm doing this. And after, okay, after I take my dog out, which is another thing, I just, I love taking her out. I love making sure that she's, and then feeding her and then, you know, petting her, just giving her her morning love and attention and fulfilling her needs as well. It, it it helps me, you know, maintaining her routine also helps me maintain a certain routine. And going out in the day, she makes me, she helps me go outside and get a breath of fresh air in the morning. I think sometimes it's really easy for us to get caught upside and cooped up in our space. And especially since COVID, it's, you know, there's a really common theme of doing all of your work in your room and doing all your school in your room or, you know, sleeping in your room, spending time in your room, doing, you know, video gaming in your room, whatever it is, your room has become your safe space. And in a sense, that's a beautiful thing, but it also can't be your main space. And otherwise that completely defeats the purpose of it being a safe space. You go there to feel safe, to go to sleep, to relax, to calm down. You can't be doing stressful activities or constantly, you can't be grinding in that place or that completely defeats the purpose. So taking yourself out of your spaces and getting some fresh air, it's actually so good for you and it's so, and it feels so nice. It feels like you're caring for yourself in a, in a, in a way, it really, really does. And so having her she she forces me to go outside and also 
standing in the sun for the first hour of the day, getting sunlight within that first hour of you waking up has actually proven to enhance uh, positivity and happiness in a person's life. It's an actual fact. So you can hate me all I want, (laughs) but go outside at least for five minutes, get some sunlight, or even if you don't have any sunlight, getting a breath of fresh air, taking yourself out of your space and And not just going outside and just, you know, like, okay, I'm outside. I'm going to set a timer and just stand there and then wait for the timer to be up or whatever. No, go outside and be intentional. Listen, look around, absorb nature, absorb it. (laughs) Okay. And then, you know, and then, you know, I come back inside, make her meal, which reminds me to make food for myself. And if, you know, listen to my last episode. Uh, I talked a little bit about having, you know, suffering from an eating disorder and which is a really personal part of my journey of like my healing journey. And, you know, it's kind of a vulnerable factor. <laughs> Getting vulnerable on here. But it's it, for me, it's because that because of that food in is become something that's really important. And I don't just I don't just eat like create food just to eat. I I like to cook meals to fuel my body, to make me feel good, to give me energy, give me the vitamins and nutrition that I need throughout the day. It's more than just consuming and it's more than just filling me up. And and you know, caring for Malibu in that way too, making sure that she's getting the nutrients she needs to make sure that her, you know, everything is functioning properly, that she's happy, that she's healthy, healthy, that she's feeling good. She just helps me take care of myself in so many ways more than, you know, than I can express. And I just love her to death. And then Another thing, you know, that I like to do in the first hour is, you know, I'll just do some minor chores, respond to emails, just kind of get myself in the flow of the day without, you know, tackling any major tasks. And then maybe I'll meditate. Maybe I'll save that for the night. Who knows? I'll make my cup of coffee and then I'll wait an hour. I'll put it in the fridge or the freezer because I'll I, I like to have my espressos an hour after waking up because that's actually incredibly important. If you're going to have caffeine, which caffeine is not the best for you, I'll admit that. Uh, I like my espresso. So <laughs> this neurologist that um God. Why do I always forget the names of the studies and peoples that I talk about when it comes time to, I need to start writing that down. Anyways, this neurologist, he said that if you are going to consume caffeine, it's incredibly important to consume it an hour to an hour and a half after waking up so that your body can learn to naturally wake up on its own. And then that caffeine will only enhance the energy of which you've already allowed yourself to raise in a natural way without relying on this, you know, addictive substance because caffeine can become addictive. I'll just, I'll admit it now. Um, But, and then, you know, I like to put that in the fridge or the freezer and then I'll come back to it in an hour, you know, and so, 
And, and that's really kind of how I start my morning. I never, ever, 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 ever start my morning. I never look at social media or any media at all within the first hour of any day, unless it's a podcast. Uh, I really like the diary of a CEO. I like that. I love that podcast. If I'm, if I'm going to watch or listen to anything first thing in the morning, it's only that, or it's going to maybe, I don't really like the news in the morning, kind of negative, unless it's talking about something positive, but usually that just makes me cry for some reason. (laughs) I don't know. But, um, yeah, no, never consuming media because also if you suffer from ADD or a short attention span, getting that or just anybody in general, having absorbing media or any type of content that'll stimulate your brain in the first hour of the day that isn't natural, that's, you know, that's literally, yeah, just online, bunch of colors, bunch of, you know, not very productive content, (laughs) you're going to be chasing that dopamine hit for the rest of the day. Because like I said, the first hour of every day, it sets the tone for the rest of your day. And the last hour of your day also can play into that as well. It kind of sets the tone for how you're going to spend that first hour of your next day. So the last hour and the first hour of your days are actually incredibly important and play into how productive you will or won't be. And, you know, so that's that. Next, (laughs) listening to that voice in the back of your mind. I kind of talked about this a little bit already, uh, but like I said, I know that that voice in the back of your head, because if you're listening to this episode, then you either want more tips on how to be productive or you just want to know how to be productive in general. There's a voice in the back of your head that's telling you that you're not showing up for yourself in the ways that you know that you can't. And I guarantee you that if you were to just listen to that voice, if you were to actually remove those distractions or if you were to move those desires, whatever, those stimulating hits of fucking dopamine, if you were to remove those, actually genuinely listen to yourself and give yourself those needs that you desire. Like, some, because there are people that I remember, okay, I remember I, when I was, you know, a lazy motherfucker, <laughs> just straight up, I was lazy. I would genuinely, I would sit there and my brain would be telling me, I don't want to be on social media. Like, I don't want to be on TikTok. Like, this is hurting my brain or I should be doing my homework. And then what would I do? I'd just continue to scroll, be like, whatever. And no, bitch, it's not whatever. Like, you are, this is a, that's a form of self-sabotage and you're actively hurting yourself and you're actively postponing the beautiful life that you could have if you were to get the fuck up and start acting and start putting action where you're putting action where you where your words are okay i know that your inner thoughts are telling you to show up for yourself in the ways that you know that you can and that you're capable of and like i said you're not always going to want to do it i don't always want to wake up early but i'm grateful for it once i do and i promise you no matter how hard it is to show up for yourself because i will acknowledge taking care of a human being is a lot of work so be proud of yourself for showing up for yourself if you're actually doing that. 
but you got to show up for yourself. You got to listen to yourself. You got to honor. You got to honor yourself. I mean, it's just, it's a part of self-love and self-respect. Respect yourself. Come on, man. Want better for yourself. You deserve better. Next. <laughs> Do not ever multitask. And... God, I used to do this so hard. I, when I first actually started sitting down, I realized how much work I had gotten behind on. And so I, it just like this cloud of stress and anxiety just covered my entire body. And it was one of the worst feelings ever because I just let all of this work pile up. But I promise you, multitasking is not going to help you resolve that situation whatsoever if that's what you're dealing with. Or, you know, if you feel like you want to get a lot done at once, multitasking, it's not going to help you get all of that a lot done, at least in the way, at least as efficiently as you could if you were to prioritize your tasks from most to least urgent or important and then focus on each individual one going from mo mo like the most urgent or important to the least working your way up you know working your way down pretty much i guess whatever you want whatever but the the reason i say that is because you need to make that one task the most important thing in that moment and it will have your undivided attention and you will be able to breeze through it much faster than you would if you were trying to focus on that one and another one and another one. You're just not going to be able to finish it. It's going to stress you out. It's going to overwhelm you and you're not going to get anything done. Okay? Make a list. And I know a lot of people, especially people with ADHD or ADD, they fucking hate lists. <laughs> They're like... They're literally hell. Uh, I don't know how to describe Like, it's just, it's hell for some reason. But at least maybe do it in your mind. Give yourself three really, really important tasks. Don't write up, maybe don't write a whole list. That's another thing that's helped me focus on three. Like, okay, I need to respond to this email I need to do podcast research and then I need to finish this paper for school. Which of those three is the most important? And then, okay, podcast research. I'm going to do that first. And then because this, this email can wait, that's not urgent. And second, this paper is not due for another couple days podcast that the podcast episodes tomorrow. So I'm going to do that first. I'm just giving you an example here. So it's like I'll do those, I'll accomplish those three. And then after I'm done with those three, or I've done a little bit of work with each of those three, then I'll think, okay, what are the next three urgent, most urgent or important tasks that I need to accomplish? And just take it little by little. But also remember to set a soft timer so that you're aware of how much time you're spending on each of your tasks as well. So, and so yeah, just do not multitask and prioritize your tasks from, you know, most urgent to least and really make sure that what you're doing in that moment is, ha has your undivided attention. I promise you it'll help so much. 
And uh, which leads into my next point. When you feel that you need a break and it's you've been working consistently, take that break because that will actually take a break, not for an extended period of time. But, you know, if you've been working for an hour, maybe take a good like 15, 20 minute break and then come back, which that will actually increase your attention span. It will help your attention span by taking that break. So don't ignore your breaks. That's that's not what I'm saying when I like when I'm talking about actually like sitting down and fucking focusing because there's a difference between distractions and taking breaks to help release those distractions and you yourself you will learn the difference for you and you will learn what's best for you as you build a productive routine for yourself. Now, the last point that I want to get into is keeping your space clean. <laughs> this one, I'm laughing because this was such an annoying, oh my God, it was such an annoying realization for me that I had to keep my space clean because I used to be that person that would have my entire floor covered in clothes and just school papers, bags, just anything you can imagine covering my entire floor. But it may have looked messy to other people, but it was organized to me. <laughs> like, it, obviously it was messy, but I knew where everything was at. But it was still cluttered nonetheless. And because of that, my mind was incredibly cluttered. I couldn't even form a cohesive sentence. So it cleaning my space, like a clean physical space can lead to a clean mental space. And now after implementing that, like making sure that I may like I maintain a clean environment, it has improved the effect on my inner world significantly in an incredibly positive way in a way where I actually feel that I can move and be free and that I can think coherently. I, I have the brain space to think about more than just the shit that's taking up my, my environment in my mind and my room. I swear to God, it's such a simple such a simple life hack that really really will change your entire your entire life i swear to god this is coming from a previous messy bitch my mind was so 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 incredibly cluttered and compared to how just clear it is now. Not saying that, you know, I don't have a bunch of thoughts racing, but it's I'm able to calm my mind much easier and I'm able to focus a lot better and maintain that focus as well. And yeah. So if you don't have a clean space, chop chop. <laughs> Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, I know I did. And I hope that it helped 
you know, I hope that you can take away something from this. I I always say that at the end of every single episode because I want to add value and some sort of constructive devices or information into your life, into your brain space. And remember, here's a reminder. I already said this, but I'm going to tell you it again. Distractions will get the best of you if you let them. Study your routines and figure out where your time goes and remove all of those distractions because you will master your life when you learn how to master your focus and your attention, where your attention goes. Okay? And like James Clear said in the book Atomic Habits, which I highly recommend, it's all about getting 1% better every single day. Okay? I hope you have an amazing morning, day, or night wherever you are.